What's good? What's good? What's good, baby? It is your boy, True X, the Sports Junkie, a.k.a. Mr. I Take Over Your Show After I Beat You in Fantasy Basketball. You know what the vibes are. Um, yeah, I'm taking shots at the two guys that typically do this show. But, I mean, hey, they said that they, you know, they said this is supposed to be the number one show in the brand, but yet the outsiders then took over the show again. With that being said, I got the homie from the Bay Area, Keo Hall. Hey yo. <laughs> um they are right about one thing. Um they're right and wrong about uh when it comes to this show being the number one show on this network. Um it is gonna be the new number one show on the network as long as we're on this show. Woo! You know the vibes. You know the vibes, man. Stop playing. What up, everybody, man? Definitely. Um, before, before we even get a show started, I want to give a huge shout out to um, LRCA graduates today. It, that's why I'm still in my uniform from work. But um, shout out to all the graduates from LRCA, man, the eighth grade class. It was beautiful to watch, beautiful to see. The journey's been amazing. And I want to give a special, special shout-out to my daughter, who was a part of that class. Yanni, I'm proud of you. Um, we just got back from dinner. I know you picked. We went to two different restaurants because she didn't like the first restaurant, so we went to the second restaurant trying to please her. She's pleased now. But um, I'm super proud of you. Ended the year on such a fabulous note. Honor roll. Um, couldn't be more proud of you. So shout-out to all the graduates out there, man. That did not just from our school, but from all schools, all high schools, all middle schools, all elementary schools, and all colleges, man. Super proud of y'all. And just keep grinding, keep going. Keep yeah, congrats. Yeah, congratulations to um all the graduates from high school, middle school, elementary. Um I know it wasn't the year that you guys wanted it to be. But um, you know, I everything does happen for a reason. But uh congratulations to you guys. And uh you guys get to actually have a summer this year, man. So uh that's something to look up to. Yes, sir. All right, so uh tomorrow is MBS. Let's talk about it. We'll definitely be on there. Uh um, you know, like I said, man, I, I always do enjoy getting the opportunity to come on the NBA show to talk sports. So this is what we're going to do tonight. You know, we're, we, we, uh, it's going to be short and sweet because, uh, due to the playoffs right now, I'm sorry. Due to the play. So due to the playoffs tonight, that's one of the reasons why, um, the show is going to be not as long as it's expected to be. Once again, it's at, a different time tonight, but it'll be back onto its normal schedule, hopefully by next week. But with that being said, man, uh, we're going to go to our very first topic. And it's pretty simple, man. That's the topic that's dominating the sports world today. Uh, we normally do it with every single sport, but uh, we're going to do our basketball version. So, so far from what you see, 
from the first round. What are your who are your winners and losers as of right now in okay, the playoffs? Uh, um, my winners are the Milwaukee Bucks right now. The Milwaukee Bucks, they took it personal. What happened yesterday? I mean, last year when they lost in five games to the Miami Heat, they are taking that personal. Um, what they've been uh, be able to accomplish in these two games. They look dominant. I think they're gonna actually. I think they have a chance to sweep the Miami. Um, them get you know getting Drew Holiday in the offseason, adding somebody like uh, PJ um, Tucker. This team looks like, and then like I said, playing with that chip on their shoulder. You know, from last year, I think that this team is definitely a team to be reckoned with. Um, and Giannis didn't even shoot the ball great yesterday. But I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks as my winner. I think they're going to either get the Heat in six, I mean, um, four or five games. It's not going past five. I think that they're going to do, you know, get some redemption on last year's outcome. So I think they're going to take, they took it personal and they're going to show why, you know, they, they're the better team, basically. With so, I'm, I, so I'm glad you're saying all these great things about Milwaukee Bucks, but I, I, I don't want you to spoil everything because, uh, when it comes to our next topic, but as far as our win, my winners goes, um, my winner, um, from what I've seen so far, I'm gonna go with the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. My <laughs> wow. So, you know, Memphis, Memphis, when Golden State, um, and the Lakers had that classic play in game. Everybody, everybody was praising Steph Curry. Everybody, nobody, right. nobody, nobody that I knew gave the Grizzlies a chance. Everybody was saying the Warriors, the Warriors, the Warriors, and what? Look what uh, they did. They went in Golden State. Um, they uh, they beat they beat uh, Golden State. Um, I, I I honestly thought they beat them convincingly. They took a commanding lead from the jump of the game. Then you're going to, then they go to you to a place that's very tough to play. <laughs> and um, they went in there and they answered the bell, led by Dylan Brooks. Um, uh, Dylan Brooks, Valentunas, uh, John Morant took over in the uh, in the fourth quarter. So I like what I saw from what I seen from the Memphis Grizzlies. And as of right now, they are. My winners. Um, what about your losers, man? Who you okay, got? This is, this is actually going to be somewhat shocking that I'm going to call them a loser because they stole game one. But I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers. Y'all know I picked them to win the, their series. And if I'm going to call somebody a loser, it got to be them because here's my issue with Portland. You got one game one, you stole game one. I get it. You are the lower seed. But I picked you to win because I think that you're the better team. Yesterday, Dame Lillard dropped 42 points. I'm going to repeat that. He dropped 42 points. The rest of the entire team scored 67. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Um, you're not going to beat Denver like that. Um, I have no issue with Dame getting 42. But when Carmelo's getting five, Nurkic is getting seven, that's not enough. That's not enough help. Um, CJ McCollum did have 21, but that team has to do better. I think they only had three players in double figures yesterday. That's not good enough. That's not going to cut it. 
Um, I thought they had a chance to go up 2-0 against a team that's without their starting point guard and has all-star capability in Jamal Murray. He's not, I know he's not an all-star, but he has that kind of he has that kind of game. Last year in the bubble, he played like an all-star. He played like one of the better players. And for me, I thought you had a chance to put your foot on their neck, and you didn't do that. Dane came to play. The rest of the team, to me, didn't show up. So I think that this series actually is going to be more of a series now. And Denver may actually pull this off. And I thought for sure Portland was going to win this series. I think it's still going to be a series. But I, I think Portland's going to find a way to pull it off. Um, I don't know, man. Like, watching that game, just seeing how much Jokic did in that game. Facts. It was like, damn, man. It's like, for me, it's like, dude, how long can he keep this up? How long can he carry this team? And I know, you know, uh, Michael Porter Jr., you know, he showed up in this game. He had a better game, but I, I don't know how long he could keep this up. And I and I just think they need Jamal Murray. And, um, man, but as far as my – but as far as my losers go, as of right now, from what I see from right now, and I don't know, it's only one game. I put a poll on it on social media. <laughs> um, I'm going with the Clippers, man. I can see it. I can see it. So, you know, you lose purposely your very last two games against the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets. I, I seen somebody said like who has anybody lost to b both of them like in in the season and I don't think nobody has and when you did it on purpose because you felt like you were a better matchup somebody that could match up with uh Dallas Mavericks and get the easy way out I honestly thought they did that to avoid the LA the LA Lakers in their bracket because I think that's the only reason why and um they uh, now they avoided the bracket now they and they get beat down against the uh, Dallas Mavericks. They had no answer for Kawhi. I mean, no answer for Luka Doncic, who went crazy on them. It's like, damn, man, you. I I just don't understand why can't you put Kawhi on him, man? That's like one of the best defensive perimeter defensive players out there, and you decide not decided not to do that. So for me, I have them as my losers. I think if – because they struggled against them last season in the bubble in the playoffs. And if they nice. go down, they go down tonight, which is going to be after this Lakers game. Oh, it started. Think, it, they actually started. The game started. Um, It's a tie game in the second quarter right now, 45-45. Okay. Before the Clippers game? Yeah, it started already. 45-45 in the second quarter with eight minutes left. Okay, yeah, and if they go if they go down 2-0 in this game, man, the Dallas Mavericks, they got a really good chance of um of taking out the Clippers, man. And um you got you got all this star power, man, and you you just can't get it done. So, um they are my losers. But I got to give you your props though, man. Uh when we did our predictions, you said, "Hey, Milwaukee's gonna make a statement in this series, and I was like, "Hell no! Nah, this is gonna be the best series." And then it doesn't <laughs> look like the best series right now. Um, and and that's despite with Giannis struggling. Um, I know you mentioned that Giannis struggled in yesterday's game, but.
but he struggled in game one, man. He shot horribly, man. Um, he was missing high percentage shots. Um, he was turning the ball over. Um, he was very bad at the free throw line. I think he missed like, uh, I think he missed seven free throws. He went to the the free throw line about eleven times. Um, in game one, you're referring to, correct? Yeah, and uh, Chris Middleton bailed him out in that game, man. And um, and for that, um, um. I got, I got I gotta give credit to uh Milwaukee and uh, Miami looks in serious trouble as of right now. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't say Miami for anybody out there that's tuned in. Y'all may say, well, dang, Miami should be your loser. No, because I picked them to lose this series to begin with. You can't be my loser if I picked you to lose and get basically just 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 I don't want to use the word swept. But just dominated. I thought Milwaukee would dominate this series. And I said on the show. So I'm not going to sit here and act like Miami's the loser because they're doing it's what's happening in the series exactly what I thought was going to happen. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> oh. So, but so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So out of the two teams that's down 0-2 right now in the East between the Celtics, Miami, oh. I think Miami has been more the disappointing team. The Celtics are not winning the game in that series. <laughs> They're not winning the game. No, I don't think I, I don't think they Brooklyn. would I, I don't think they would even have a chance if they had Jalen Brown in this game. I, I don't think they would win the series. I think they could win a game with Jalen Brown, but without Jalen Brown, man, um no, nah, they're not winning the game. I actually <laughs> shout out to Thomas. Um I hope I said your last name right. Um Mayesco. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I do apologize. But I actually had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and I actually agree with you. I'm not saying that they will, because I picked Brooklyn to get to the finals. But I do think Milwaukee, we're going to talk about that in a second. (laughs) All right, Thomas. I'm glad that you mentioned it, because this is what our next topic is going to be. So Brooklyn, they look really good right now. They they blew out of Boston in this game up to zero right now. So from what we see right now, is Milwaukee, do you feel Milwaukee or the Sixers are any type of threat to the Brooklyn Nets right now? I do think Milwaukee's a threat. I do. I think the addition of Drew Holiday, now you have Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton as a one, two, three punch with Giannis. Giannis, if he shoots the ball better than he did, hey, than he's been doing. The first two games, you have to remember, yes, I know he didn't shoot bad from the entire field yesterday, but one from seven, one for seven from the three-point range is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it versus Brooklyn. We understand that. I do think, however, the team that they have will give Brooklyn more trouble than the Philadelphia 76ers. I think the lack of – I don't want to say scoring, jump shooting – Jump shooting from Ben Simmons will hurt um, them versus Brooklyn. I think Tobias Harris, even though he's played very well, especially last game, 28 in the first half, which is crazy, I just don't think that's enough firepower versus the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, we know Embiid's going to get his. We understand that. But you have to combat with what Brooklyn's going to do on the offensive end. And I just don't think Philadelphia has what it takes to do that. 
I think that Embiid, even though he's a beast on the block, of getting up and down the court with the KDs of the world and what Brooklyn has to offer is going to be more of a struggle to me. With Giannis, on the other hand, he can get up and down the court with them. Chris Middleton can do that. P.J. Tucker can do that. Um, uh, who I left out? Drew Holiday can do that. And I, uh, Brooke Lopez, I feel like they have more guys that I trust when it comes to, you know, hitting a wide-open jump shot. I know that they have Danny Green, who's won championships. I know they got um, um, Seth Curry. But when it all boils down to it, I think they're going to pack the paint. And they're gonna let Ben Simmons. Let's see what Ben Simmons can do. And I just don't trust that they can't do that with Giannis because to me, Giannis is still gonna get to the rack regardless. And all his shooters on the wing. I'm not saying they're gonna win that series, but I do think it's Milwaukee that would, you know, be more of a threat to Brooklyn getting to the finals. Man, cut the nonsense, man. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Nobody. I I'm not entertaining this at all, man. Um. None of these teams can go wow. can can trade blow for blow against the Brooklyn Nets, man. This is just too much firepower. I just don't think it's not enough offense, man. I just I just I just can't see that, man. I just um I just think Giannis defense could be in question in this game, man. Um because wow. You got you got a lot of offense on on Brooklyn, man. You starting with KD, you got Kyrie, you got James Harden, you got both two two out of those the big three that could uh that that could actually uh handle the ball. You got three of those guys that could take over the game anytime that they want to. And dude, I can't forget about their bench, man. Joe Harris could shoot the lights out. I um um you know Blake Griffin. I think it's a good situation for him. He's playing. I think he's 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 been playing better basketball since he signed with the team. Um, uh, they had Brown on there. Um, um, so I, I think they got a lot of depth and talent on that team, and I just don't think the Sixers or Milwaukee can match up with them. But if I had to pick a team that would match up with them, I would take the Bucks, man. The Bucks, they got they got they do have some firepower. They do got guys that could shoot the ball. Guys like DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday, you know, Chris Middleton, obviously. And then, you know, Giannis, he's very uh, dominant inside the paint and their bigs could also shoot the ball also outside. I, but I just don't think it's going to be enough against the Brooklyn Nets, man. And I know it's the Boston Celtics. I expected that. Well, I didn't expect no 30-point blowouts. I ex I like I expected at least a sweep or, or they ended in five, but not like this, man. It's like <laughs> they got it's like they have no chance, man. Like wow. Look at this comment. Thomas said he yeah. I'm taking Milwaukee to win this in seven. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm not saying that. I'm saying who poses more of a threat, in my opinion. But to but to their credit, um, I mean, Milwaukee did have six people in double figures yesterday, and that didn't include Demichinto or um, Lopez. So they got, they got something. Tucker wasn't in double figures. Six players, Forbes was in double figures, Drew Holiday, Middleton. I mean, six players in double figures, man. They they are a deeper team to me. So 
But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So um, playoffs as a playoffs uh, conclude. Um, we're going to move on over to our next topic. Uh, obviously, both L.A. games are in progress right now. Both teams are down 1-0, can't afford to be down uh, 2-0. But um, um, with that being said, man, um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to we're gonna talk some football. No, actually, actually, I take that back. We're gonna talk some boxing really quick. So you know, the summer's coming around. All of a sudden, man, we got all these big fights in boxing popping up out of nowhere, man. Um, so just really quick, man, I know you're a huge boxing fan. Um, what fight are you looking forward to the most this upcoming summer? Come on, man. I'm about to get real disrespectful with you. Come on, man. You know what the vibes are. You know what it is. I understand. Look, I respect the culture. Don't don't think I don't. I respect what the guy has done in boxing. He's a legend. Hey, look, Pac-Man, do your thing, boss. But you know what time it is. You know what time it is, Keo. Come on, man. Yeah. Hey, I know people's talking about the Jake Paul or Logan Paul, whatever Paul brother versus Mayweather. I know people are talking about the Lamachinko fight coming up, the Timothy Lopez fight coming up. I get all that. Hey, that's all fine and dandy. I know Wilder versus Fury. I get all that. But you know why we here. You know why we here. Pacquiao Spence is going down. The legend of Manny Pacquiao versus one of the pound-for-pound pound best fighters in the world in the truth. We're going to say it again. The truth. Errol Spence, man. Listen, I'm super excited about this one. Um. Can Pacquiao prove everyone wrong again? And I say wrong and again, wrong again because Keo didn't pick against them versus Thurman. Shout out to Keo. Okay, I, <laughs> I give you props, but this is a different level. Hey, Thurman was undefeated. I give it. I, I picked Thurman to win the fight, but I've never come on here and said I'm a Thurman guy. Errol Spence is a different animal. Errol Spence is a different animal. We respect Manny Pacquiao. We know what's up. But we gotta get the we gotta get Pacquiao out of here because we gotta see Bud versus Spence. We have to see it, and in order for us to see that, we gotta get past Pacquiao. So I'm going. Hey, look, look, this is the fight I gotta see, man. Pacquiao versus Spence. All the other fights are cool. I get it. You know, I'm gonna tune into all of them. But at the end of the day, man, when the chips are down, you're talking about who, which, which fight is gonna pack out. Um, you know, as far as who's going to want to watch this, who's going to want to watch that pay-per-view numbers. I'm going Pacquiao versus Spence. You know what the vibes are, Keel. And don't come on here being disrespectful to the Texas man. Um, <laughs> I, that's not an intriguing fight to me, oh man. Because I, 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 I feel like Pacquiao, I think he's easily going to win this fight. Oh, my God. Um, I, I think... I, I think he's easily going to win this fight against overrated Spence. I mean, Earl Spence. Sorry about that. Um, drug, hey, drug test this man. MBS, get this man drug tested tonight. He might not be on Let's Talk About It tomorrow. Are you kidding me? 
Easy. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Murder Mook. Don't say. Yeah. Easy money, man. (laughs) Easy money. But uh, no. But the fight that I I do looking forward to see is is the trilogy with Fury and Wilder, man. Um, I think I think that I think that's a huge fight. This is the trilogy we're talking about, man. You know, uh, we, we you know we did seen what happened in the last fight. Um, Wilder got he got uh, he got dominated. He got beat down. He got his. It looked like a, a furry was taking candy from a baby. But I think Wilder, you know, I think he's gonna he's gonna make the adjustments he needs. I think, and I think he's gonna actually box him, man. And I think, like, I think Fury is gonna go into this fight very too overconfident in this fight. And I think um, Wilder's gonna be really focused in this matchup. I got, I, def- I definitely got uh, De- Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury as the most intriguing boxing match this summer. Oh my God! Hey, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not too fond about uh, Pac-Man versus overrated Spence. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I mean Earl Spence. Um, wow. Yeah, Earl. Spence. <laughs> wow. But uh, but, but with that being me? said, but, but with that being said, we could go in circles with this hey, one. Shout out to Jay Black. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. <laughs> Hey, Mom. let's bet. Let's bet. Hey, live audience, shake my hand. What's the bet? Are you kidding me? Arrow Spence? What's the bet? Shake my hand. I, 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 we, we could do whatever, man. Hey, I'm, we'll I'm confident. Off, we'll talk off air. All right. So uh, I, I don't want to go in circles with you with this because <laughs> obviously we're not going to agree on nothing. Um. <laughs> So our very last topic for tonight, man, and it's the some big football news. Julio Jones did it a dramatic fashion, and he said that, "Hey, man, I'm out of here. I don't want to be there no more." Um, you, you know, you could you could check on the post on the MBS uh, group page, um, of um, what people thought about it. And man, Julio Jones is out of there. So the huge question is: there's a lot of speculation about where he should go. You know, p- people mentioned the Packers, the Patriots, the Titans. I heard the Lions. I hear the Raiders. So from the sports junkie, man, where is Julio Jones gonna be playing at this season? Okay, so I can't promise you where he's gonna be playing. What I can promise you is where he should be playing. And that's look no further than to the guy that's on on my camera, the right side of me. He's probably on y'all left side. The Bay Area. The Bay Area for the San Francisco 49ers. Let me tell you something, man. When you look at their roster, I like I said in the draft, you got Debo Samuel, you got Brandon Ayuk. Not a bad two wide receivers. But neither one of them, you're going to sit here and tell me, is a number one receiver. You're not about to sit there and make me believe. And I love, and you know, I love me some Debo Samuel. I think the dude can play. But if you put that monster, number 11, on the other end of Debo Samuel, or you put Debo Samuel in the slot, and you have Brandon Ayuk on the outside, you can kind of do some things. Dude, with, with George Kittle, 
This team could be something special. And here's the kicker about the, the, the 49ers to me. Who, who did um, Kyle Shanahan go to the Super Bowl with? The Atlanta Falcons with Julio Jones. Julio knows this system. He knows what it's going to take to do big things in this system. I think that they're one stud offensive player away because they, they rely too much on George Kittle to me in that running game. I think you get him another wide receiver. Man, this team could be something special. I'm going with the 49ers is where Julio Jones should end up. I'll have a feeling he's going to end up in Tennessee, though. I will say that. I have a feeling he's going to end up in Tennessee. I know a lot of people are talking New England, but I think it's going to be Tennessee. But I think the best fit, and if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm getting Julio Jones there, man. You have a chance to win the Super Bowl if you get Julio Jones there. That defense is going to be back up to par. He had a lot of injuries last season. But, Keo, I know your sister's loving this. Could you imagine your sister's all having – that Julio Jones jersey on as they go to the 49er games. Woo! <laughs> yeah, they would love that, man. You know, I I you know, I kind of see where you're going with this, you know, uh Kyle Shanahan his last, you know, the last offensive coordinator. And I just want to say before where I think where he's going to be landing, I I just want to say one thing with the people about talking about Julio Jones that you know he's 32 um he's um he's 32 he's aging and he maybe has one good year left i th i think that's a, a a whole uh a lot of bs man julio jones is still considered one of the best receivers out there julio jones since 2014 since 2014 outside the last season Julio Jones has been in the top three in receiving uh, since 2014 um, in the top three. Um, and then um, Julio Jones this past season was the only season that he did not go over a thousand yards. The dude played, the dude missed, um, he missed seven games. He was already on pace to go over a thousand. He had 770 yards receiving already by then. So for the people saying that Julio may be taking a dip, he's aging. The dude, the dude could still ball no matter what. He's one of the best receivers out there, man. And um, I think, um, I think any, I think any team will get a huge upgrade if they if they do land Julio Jones. But the team that I do think that Julio Jones will be going to, I'm going with New England, man. I think New England has a great shot of getting him. Um and um, <laughs> yo, shout out to Buck Flair. <laughs> yeah, man, Buck Buck Flair's a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, by the way. My co-host over here is a Saints fan, so Buck Flair, you may not get along with him. <laughs> hey, look, at the end of the day, man, you know I I can't say nothing. They're the Super Bowl champs. What can I say? They're the champs, and until we beat uh, them, it doesn't even matter. So, so the so the report the report that I'm hearing is that the Falcons do want to trade them outside of the NFC. They don't want to keep them in the NFC. So I think New England would be the best shot for him. And I honestly do think that, from what I've seen so far, New England has the only team that actually have showed and said that 
we're interested in Julio Jones. And I think it would be perfect for uh, New England and Julio Jones. Julio Jones gets to go to a team. He said he wanted to go to a winner. I think New England, they had a bad season last year. You had people opting out, dealing with COVID. You know, you got a great coach like Belichick. Uh, Josh McDaniels is a good offensive coordinator. And they do need a clear-cut number one wide receiver, man. Julian Edelman just retired. What, you're going to be throwing to guys like Jacoby Myers? Nikhil Harry, are you kidding wow. me, man? Hey, but let me get, this. Don't let me get Julio this. Jones. What's up, man? Let me, let, let me say <laughs> this, dude. Um, I see Thomas saying the Colts. I, I don't. I don't have no issue with that. But I will say this, though, man. Why? Why is Atlanta dumbfounded on him getting out the NFC? Like you just said, he's thirty-two years old. At the end of the day, Julio Jones is giving you everything in Atlanta. Y'all went to the Super Bowl. He played great in the Super Bowl. Y'all didn't win. Okay, so what? Atlanta's not winning anything next year. Why do you want to move him out of the NFC? Atlanta's probably going to be a team that's going to be in the top 10 picks again this upcoming season. Atlanta's not about to do like have a great season. When you look at the division, the Bucs are not going nowhere. Shout out to Buck Flair, but they're not, he, they're, you know, they're not, he, the Falcons are not about to do anything in the NFC. Why are you so scared to trade him to an NFC team? If anything, I was going to trade him to anybody that was going to give me the best offer. That makes no sense to me that you would actually maybe take less to trade him to an AFC team. I'm not saying that's what they said, but they don't want to trade him to an NFC team. Why? Why? The dude has been, he hasn't been a diva in Atlanta. He's given you all he's had in Atlanta. Y'all went to the Super Bowl. He balled out. Man, trade that dude to anybody that you can get the most value for. I don't even care if it's your arch nemesis, the New Orleans Saints. If they're willing to give up, I don't want the Saints to do it because I think the Saints, they're, they're already their cap struck. They don't need to do it. And I love Julio Jones, but they don't need to do that. But if it's the New Orleans Saints that says, you know, look, we want Julio Jones, and they're willing to give up, let's just say, a first-round draft pick for it, you take that. You're, so you – so so from what I've seen from the elite, I guess I could say the high-profile wide receivers. I'm not going to say elite. I, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is elite. You know, um, Odell was there at some point, but Antonio Brown also. So, um, <laughs> and they, they, those guys, they never have gotten, uh, they never have gotten back a first-round pick for those wide receivers. So, do you think Julio Jones? It's worth a first round pick. Well, well, it depends. It depends on who the team is if they're ready to ready to win right now. I think somebody like Green Bay, I would give up a first round for Julio Jones. I mean, you're literally to me one receiver away from maybe taking that next step with somebody like Julio Jones. It would just depend. I know Buffalo. I want to say Buffalo gave up a first round for Stephon Diggs. I think they gave up two. I think they. I know they gave up one. I thought for sure, but I think it was two. But either or, I mean, it just depends. If I'm a team that's rebuilding, of course not. I'm not giving up no first-round draft pick for, for, for Julio Jones. He's 32, for God's sakes. But if it's a team like the Packers, the Niners, absolutely. They're right there. They're right there. So, uh, no, 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 no. The Bucks better not get Julio Jones. That, that, oh, my God. My head's starting to hurt. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't do that. 
Um, <laughs> but um, I really, I just really want to put that out there that I have a huge, 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 huge issue with the Falcons coming out and saying that they would just trade him to, a, well, they want to trade him to an AFC team. That's just stupid to me. That is just stupid. Um, trade him anywhere that you can get the most value for him because it's not like he's, you know, done your organization wrong. Yeah, he's, he's come out and said he doesn't want to be there anymore. I mean, at the end of the day, he's trying to win a Super Bowl. He knows that y'all are in the rebuilding process. I thought y'all was going to drop the quarterback in the draft because y'all was going to move on from Julio and Matt Ryan. This team is not ready to win right now. Um, get the most value you can for him. So I, that, that's what I would do I, with it. I, I, I do think Julio is worth a first-round draft pick, though. I think maybe somebody like... Somebody like New England or even Tennessee would would give a first round draft pick for him. Somebody that's desperate for a wide receiver. And when I look at New England, I think they're desperate for um for a wide receiver. Okay. So you're saying New England is the team he's gonna end up on. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be New England, man. It seems Who it seems would you like I, to see I, him end up on. What Is team would I like for him? What team I would I like for him to end up on? Is that what you ask me? Yeah. Um, I would actually like for him to end up with the the Colts, man. Um, I think it would definitely help out somebody like a Carson Wentz, who's been, you know, hasn't been the guy that people expected him to be going to a new team. You know, uh, you know, I'm not so confident with T.Y. Hilton. I don't know how uh, how good he's going to be this year. Um, I think health is a concern for me. Uh, they got a lot of young wide receivers over there, guys like Michael Pittman Jr. coming out his second year. I think I think I, I would like to see him in Indianapolis. Okay, I'm going. I'm, I think it's going to be Tennessee. Um, Tennessee seems like I'm not also the team, but Derrick Henry's recruiting them. Um, and I think when you have somebody like King Henry, you know, vouching for you, I think that's a big thing for that, especially that organization. And they're right down the cusp too. They did lose Corey Davis. You bring in somebody like Julio Jones to be on the other side. That's an upgrade. Indy is not a bad look. Of course, you know, you got T.Y. Hilton, you got Pittman, but I'm telling y'all, man, I think the best fit is the 49ers, the 49ers to me. Um, so that's where I'm going as far as who I think he should go to, but I think it's gonna end up being Tennessee. So we'll we'll be breaking the news when whenever Julio gets traded. But last but not least, man, it's our last topic for tonight. I wasn't sure we we're gonna do it, but I think we I, I I decided that I think we should do it. I know we've been talking about this guy a lot, and it's Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> Uh, more news. Like I said, more news continue to develop with this Aaron Rodgers thing. Um, I don't know if you've seen the the interview he had with Kenny Mayne on ESPN. Um, he noted that you know it, it it wasn't about Jordan Love. It was a it was more about culture, man. Uh, doing things the right way. Um, what did what did you take out of that interview with uh Rogers and Kenny May? Man, I, I think that he doesn't really want to be in Green Bay. And he doesn't want to just like bluntly. I mean, of course, I think that you you can kind of see the whispering going on, but bluntly just say, like, this is what it is. This is what it is. 
Um, I've said it before. I think he needs to go to Washington. I know you keep saying Washington. <laughs> Washington, are you kidding me? I think Washington would be a great ideal fit for him. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think that he's. I think he's gonna. I mean, I, I think he should leave. I, I don't see it. Look, my man Buck Flair says he's staying. Hey, and that, and that may be the case because they don't want to give up on him. But to me, I think he. I think he should leave. I, I think the Packers should move on from him, to be honest. All this nonsense in the offseason, man. You drafted Jordan Love in the first round. You think he's the future. Go ahead and prove us wrong. Because I know I think Jordan Love's a bust. But we'll see. I wish the young man nothing but the best, though. Yeah, I just I just I just don't see him there. He he was like, dude, he would he basically said, I'm I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um and and the I like more dirty laundry continues to come out with this. And I think as long as Brian Gudikins, the GM for the Packers, as long as he's still there, Aaron Rodgers is gone, man. And uh, you're going to see a domino effect, too. When you see Aaron Rodgers leaving, don't be surprised if Devontae Adams decides he, he wants a request to get out of Green Bay. So um, I, I think I think he's pretty much done or go and gone. I would be definitely surprised if uh, a contract, you know, agreement does get made and Aaron Rodgers ends up re-signing with them. I just would, would I just highly doubt that, and I definitely would be surprised. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, somebody said Aaron Rodgers to Tampa Bay. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. Now y'all just doing too much. Now y'all doing too much. Come on, man. Don't, don't do that. Don't do All right, that. Ben. Uh, so um, due, due to the NBA schedule and the playoffs, it's time to wrap up tonight's show. I'm going to give my shout-outs, and true, I'll let you wrap it up. So, uh Shout out to everybody that tuned in supports the show. Make sure you go follow MBS Central. Thank you to everybody that tunes in supports the MBS show. Shout out to Just Justin J Franchise. Um, um, you're welcome. <laughs> and shout out to X man, and uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow, man. Um, MBS, let's talk about. We'll be holding it down tomorrow, um, at uh, seven p.m. But with that being said, uh, MBS show, and we'll see you guys next week. Definitely. Um, shout out to Keo, man. Shout out to my daughter again, graduating from the eighth grade, man. I finally got a high schooler. God, I'm getting old. I'm getting old right before my eyes. But um, shout out to everybody that graduated, man, from high school, middle school, elementary school, college, whatever you graduated from, man. Shout out to you, man. You put the work in, um, and now you're reaping the benefits from it. So I'm super proud of you. Um, but with that being said, Keo, you know what time it is tomorrow. Let's talk about it. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things outside of sports. Of course, we'll talk a little bit of sports. But um, y'all make sure y'all tune in, man. And we appreciate y'all for checking out, checking us out tonight. And tomorrow, rock back with your boys, man. Keo, man, real quick before we get off of here. Man, what's up, man? What's up with the Battle Rap Show? I'm putting you on the spot. We'll discuss that off air. <laughs> All right, guys, man. See you guys next week, man. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow. MBS, let's talk about it.